This is Jason Cast. This is Scott Nearman. We are MP Local, where we want you to know that you are not alone. I tell you what, Scott, this business is not easy. It has its own unique challenges. This is not about bottom line only. This is not about profit only. We're about mission and changing communities in the nonprofit world. And that is why we started this podcast called MP Local. Hey, 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 all you local listeners out there. Welcome to MP Local Podcast. My name is Jason Cass. And I'm Scott Nearman. And we want you to know that you are not alone. We, once again, to recap, we have created this podcast for you. You're in the nonprofit industry. You're thinking about going in the nonprofit industry, or maybe you're just a geek and you want to learn about this stuff and you have nothing to do with it. You pick the right one because we try to make it fun. We make it short for 20 minutes. And if you can get one nugget out of this, that's our goal. Scott, um, welcome to be back. It has been about a couple, about a month since we've actually done it for all you uh, local listeners. It's 8, 10 in the morning on June. January 8th. Uh, so we haven't done anything since the beginning of Jan- uh, December. Good to see you, Scott. You too. Hope you had a good vacation. Yeah. And, and and once again, all you local listeners, we do this where we see each other on video, but you're just getting the audio. So that's why I said it's good to see you, Scott. So um, buddy, let's like we always want to do. We don't want to spend much time in this because we want we know from, from you being a um, executive director of a very good size foundation, me being a specialist in insurance, we understand the person that's listening to this, they're busy, they need to learn, they need to better, they have a, a strong belief in their organization to do better, to help the community, to raise more funds, to make an impact. Absolutely. And we hope that this podcast helps them deliver just that, right? That's right. That's our goal. Let's go, you brother. Know, as Let's busy go. as we are, you know, I think it's important, especially this time of year, everybody does it to take a little time to reflect, you know, you mm-hmm. do that, Jason. I, I absolutely do that. And I like to wait until after the first of the year. So I get the full view of the year because a lot can happen in those last couple of weeks. Yes. As we've seen, uh, Certainly. So, <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. They all live in America with us. Yeah, uh, that's right. Yeah. And it doesn't matter. You can live in the world and you know what's going on uh, on January 6th. So, yeah. So, COVID leadership, those are some of the things we wanted to talk about. Wanted to talk about survival, right? That's always, a, that, that's always a powerful word. Possibly that's the biggest a- themes from 2020, don't you think? You're right about that. And um, yeah, I don't know if you saw the news this morning uh, and not to get off, but 4,000, over 4,000 deaths yesterday, Mm. 4,000 deaths yesterday due to COVID. That is so much that in the state, they are having more deaths in one day in LA County than they have homicides for the whole year. You know, I think that, that that kind of thing, and of course the news cycle that we all endure, uh, I don't even know that it's a, why do privilege. I talk about this? Because the leadership from organizations like yourself, Scott, and the people we're talking to here, these local listeners, your services are going to be needed even more in the next 
12, 16, especially if you're dealing with society, with mental illness and people losing their jobs and needing support at home with their kids, no matter what organization you're out at there, there's a way for you to understand that that wave is coming. Maybe you're already in the midst of that, but you don't really have a staff because everybody's like at home. There's going to come a time here in three, four, five months, we're going to get back and let's be prepared for that, right? Let's look at that. What did we learn? What did you learn from 2020 as far as the leadership of your foundation, Scott? Yeah, I think, well, I think the important thing too is um, in this reflection is that leaders, um, in, just like everyone else, have had this underlying anxiety. When you talk about that statistic and the number of COVID Very deaths, true. you know, that's a reality we've all had to deal with is that underlying undertone that, that, uh, is underneath and behind every action, every thought, every, every feeling that we have this past year. And well so, said. um, yeah, at, at our nonprofit, we've had, um, about a 50% increase in, uh, emergency aid that we give to students and things like that. Um, it hasn't been as severe as we have anticipated. Um, but I think it really depends on the type of organization that you're in. Um, you know, if you're in, um, in the food pantry business right now, oh my gosh, you know, mm. folks are mm. the prices and, and the, uh, the job loss, those are, that's a big deal. Um, mm -hmm. if you're in anything, human service, uh, healthcare, uh, obviously you're inundated, um, you know, small struggling organizations, be it a, a pharmacy or a small medical practice or a, a small town rural hospital, um, they are, they're busting at the seams right now and they're not used to that. Um, mm -hmm. there were a lot of things, sure. um, that have that. caused uh, this, but COVID, you know, has had this trickle down effect to many areas of life as we know. And so I think leaders have had to adjust and, you know, I've thought about maybe four things that we've, um, that, that we've had to, to think about or, or different paths that leaders have taken in the last four years. Mm -hmm. So what's your first one here? The first one I see is survival. What is that? What it, tell, tell me what that means. You know, and, 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 and let me also say, we may have taken these paths, but, but this has been a winding path, right? Because right. we may have started out with that survival. Oh, crap, the world is ending. I have no idea what to do except take care of myself and my family. Or, mm -hmm. you know, I'm here, I'm going to do my thing, and we're just getting by. And that's kind of that survival mindset. And, and obviously, you know, that can't be a long-term uh, strategy. <laughs> it is not a strategy. It is, it is a tactical in the moment um, what do you do out of necessity? Uh, is it really leadership? Um, that's a that's a that's a good question. Sometimes it's it's a legitimate path for sure, but um, it, it may so be exactly what some survival. people needed to do. So when we're looking at survival, I love how you pin it here with leadership because according to Google, as I read it, leadership is about mapping out where you need to go to win as a team or an organization. Now that's just from an article where someone pinned a thing on it that Google popped up first, right? So we're not saying that's dictionary. But I also can say that leaderships, leaders bring people together for a common cause, right? For a common vision. What I like about this definition goes to your survival. And something I want everybody to think about, including you, leadership is about mapping out where you need to go to win as a team or an organization. So when we're planning for the future and we're casting that vision, we want to look for spots that we can win. What does that mean for a nonprofit? That means being able to understand where some of the weaknesses and some of the needs of our society are going to come before they even get here.
right? So let me, let, let's just say this, the construction business is still going. I insure a lot of contractors. My agency does, not me. I do nonprofits, but some of my people in my agency do. And what we've learned is, is that construction is still going, but there's not a lot of new construction being bid because the price of a two by four, which used to be $3 is now $7. So where can we as an organization start to look forward, no matter who you are out there, if you know who your local society is, who your community is, who you serve, where do we see those adjustments and how that, uh, that, uh, um, that lack of construction? Because let's say that finally construction gets back to where it is at the end of 2021 or beginning of 2022. You have like an 18-month swing there where there's not going to be a lot going on because there has to be bid processes and all that. So where can we look at those little bitty things and realize like the restaurant business, they're going to explode. I mean, there's probably not going to be as many, which is going to cause more of those. What are the side effects that can come from that? How can we support other businesses that have been hurt? Because we know that that's coming, right? I, I, I'm giving you all different types of things because I'm thinking of all different nonprofits that I have in my head that I think that, that could be big on that. So once again, and I want to get though, turn it over to you. Leadership is about mapping out where you need to go to win. It's also about bringing people together, which you need for that win. So I, I see that as survival, right? Because those who take advantage, not take advantage, but have that vision now are going to be able to execute. Well, and that leads us to the, the second one. So if survival is maybe our most basic instinct in last March and April, at some point you had to come out of hibernation, right? You had to come out and, and, and hopefully have taken the time or were able to get out of survival mode enough to, to do that planning and mapping you're talking about. But I, I kind of think of the next level of that in a crisis as circling the wagons and sharpening the saw. And that's kind of like the second it. path. And I think I really fell into this for several months. Uh, it mm -hmm. is a longer term view. And it's it's really right. about what can we do or what ought we be doing right now. Um, I, I, I hesitate to say laser focused, but, but I think back in my experience last well, summer, um, there were two or three things that I was focused on and I had no time for anything else. And so the, the focus was, hey, I already had these projects going. This is something I can do from home. Let's wrap up this um, consulting agreement. Let's, you know, whatever the case is mm -hmm. um, and just get better. So, so you know, obviously, and uh, I just wrote an article on my website about this here recently about, you know, setting goals for the new year. There's a time to circle the wagons and think about, um, where do I want to be at the end of this pandemic or where do I want to be when for me in an educational organization, when the school year begins in August, uh, where do I need to be with my team and, uh, and then work through that kind of map that out. Yeah. And you know, you said you wrote that article and one of our um, clients who um, follows you and has used you as a resource, um, her name's Amy. She was talking about like, even in that article, when I was talking to her, the article that you wrote was really good because people write, like write about goals, but she said it was your voice that made her connect to say, man, this is kind of in a person that's in my same realm is looking at it from that's my great. same way. So so keep that stuff coming. Break I like down. what you're saying about circle of the wagons. It wasn't true. It wasn't possible. It was it was tough at first to stay focused. We're talking April and in May. But as you said, you started coming out of that hibernation. There was also that period in June where it was really going down. I mean, we had less than like 400 deaths a day. Gosh, that's terrible. Okay. But in the scheme of where we were. Um, so it, you started looking at this and um, I, I won't go into it, but uh, we started another business, me and another person. Her name is Sarah Nicholas, and um, it's exploded. 
we wouldn't have started it unless there was COVID. COVID made us to look for other ventures, not because we needed money. We were looking and saying, where are other insurance professionals going to need help? And it wasn't so much that they needed help. They found that they had more time to focus on things that they needed to do. And we were saying, if we can help them perform that, we're going to win. And we did. And that, and that, and I'm saying, I want to, and here, here's the deal. If you're an executive director out there and there was something that you started because of COVID and you think it was a success story that would, that you could share to tell people across oh, America, please tell us, please, please reach out to us. Okay. Um, I will just, uh, we need to get our own little email system here, Scott, but uh, you can reach us at Jason at T or Scott, at tinsuranceA.com. Um, and, and because Scott is an executive director full-time, that's what he does of a large foundation, but he's also an insurance agent, has been for many years out here at the Insurance Partnership, because once again, we specialize in nonprofits. So I, I like this. And so this also, I like to circle the wagons. The focus is important. I want to yeah. hear from anybody else out there and you continue on, Scott. Got about yeah. eight minutes. Absolutely. So, so number three, um, as I reflected last month in planning this, I think the, the other one is, uh, um, kind of a two part strategy. It's, it's, and, and it's probably personality based, right? There's different types of leader as we have certainly learned and, and, uh, looking at those leaders that are, uh, you know, on television and things, but, um, you know, I call it the go run fight, you know, so if your personality is, is the spearheading, uh, tip of the spear kind of personality. And, you know, a lot of men are going to fall into this category. Um, a lot of driver personalities are going to fall into this category. Um, it was either a, those who wanted to pretend the pandemic didn't exist and go about business as usual. I'm sure you Mm -hmm. have friends and family have done that or B those that are bound determined to pursue their goals despite it all. And so agree or disagree with these strategies, you know, the the first one could be a little bit short-sighted because the pandemic is Mm -hmm. real. Um, And, and B, you know, the second strategy could potentially represent the position of essential workers, you know, the truckers, the the frontline healthcare professionals, um, the law enforcement. Uh, This was absolutely necessary for them to pursue their goals despite what is going on and, and to take the precautions that were possible. And do you allow that inside your organization is the thing you need to ask yourself, loyal listeners. Um, sorry, local listeners. And, and But what's important is, is important. I love this. You have so many good bullet points that are just so relevant to right now, Scott. We have to look at the fact that we need to encourage our people to successfully fail. We need to let them know. Amazon, one of their main things that they do is they give 45 to an hour and a half a day to their people to be able to try different things that they don't think they're going to be successful and at. Google. Then when, and, and Google. And then when they do that, they bring that, they have to bring their failure back to the meeting. And and this is there's a culture there that has to be built of being open and secure and trustworthy. But they've created that. That's how two-day and now one-day shipping has been created. Right. Well, and, how does that, is- and how does that translate to nonprofits? I would say, you know, mm-hmm. I just told my team this week, I said, um, I said, you know, we have got to get to the point where you have a little bit of downtime in that annual calendar in our fundraising there you plan, go. Uh, to, to try something new, to experiment, mm. because we can afford to do that a little bit. Good for you. But we have got to get to the point where we have our current systems. This is the circle, the wagons, sharpen the saw. Our current systems are working so that I don't have to worry about every detail so that they don't have to 
think about it every time and question Great. themselves. But that then we move to that point of, hey, I've got this cool idea for a fundraiser. Heck, we, we need cool ideas in the middle of a pandemic working remotely, mm-hmm. you know? And someone brings that forward and says, hey, I have this idea. And everybody goes, oh, no, that's not going to work. But three people go, but wait a minute. What if we did just this and twisted it a little bit and everybody goes, yes, that's it. Without bringing that failure to the forward, no one was able to help you, right? No one was able to do that. That's so good. That's so good, man. Go run, fight, or successfully fail. Encourage them to fail. Understand what failure is, right? You're not asking them to fail their job. You're asking them to go outside their job. Don't go outside the, think outside the box. Get outside the box and think. Go on, Scott. Okay, so the last one I think um, is perhaps what all of us aspired to be. I think this would be true, Jason, for you and those in business, as well as those of us in the nonprofit businesses. Um, What do we want to be as leaders? We want to be strategic. We want to be skilled. We want to be strong leaders. We want to navigate and innovate and and pivot just perfectly. And, And if there's anybody that did that out there, I'd love to have him on this podcast, Jason, because mm-hmm, it's been an right. exceptionally challenging time for everybody at every level. I assure you, the leaders at the highest level of organizations that I'm familiar with or that I personally um, connected to, um, I see it. I see it in their LinkedIn posts. I see it in their Facebook posts. I see it in our meetings, in our Zoom conversations, and those executives I consult with. It's been a very challenging time. But how did we pivot? Mm-hmm. Okay, we'd, we'd love to... And, and, and 20 years from now, 30 years from now, we're going to tell our grandkids how perfectly we led, right? Uh, yeah. The truth is, that's that's our goal. And that's where we all want to get to, dis- whether there's a pandemic or not, right? Mm-hmm. That's right. So, so I don't I don't know anybody that did this. Um, I did not do this perfectly. Uh, but what I did see was a variety of little successes, little glimmers, uh, some luck, some skill, and some very hard fought. And, and the successes were in 2020 against all odds, right? Because they mm-hmm. really were not even close to being in our favor recently. No. Now, I don't want to get too negative, but I, I just, um, you know, the examples that I can think of in the nonprofit world and in my shop and those I work with, uh, online fundraising events or online events uh, that were recognition or appreciation events for volunteers, maybe. Um, that was not easy, right? You had to learn the technology if you didn't already have it. Then there's mm-hmm. an awful lot of planning, sometimes pre-recording, and a lot that had to go into that. And that's a totally different skill set than most mm-hmm. nonprofit leaders have. Mm-hmm. You also had more personalized outreach. There were personalized video messages, and there's software out there that that does that. Uh, that's not in person, but but this is a great alternative, right? Yep. yep. So all the technologies, other ways of supporting your team that are unconventional. You know, we're, we're talking now uh, with my team about doing a, a retreat or, a you know, planning session for the year. And I'm trying to figure out how to do that remotely from my living room. Uh, we've had we've had folks that have been uh, fighting COVID. And so we, we really can't get together. Um, mm-hmm. And my daughter, mm-hmm. you know, another simple example. It's a nonprofit. Uh, my daughter's uh, a faith based preschool that she was in last year. She graduated preschool in our driveway because the entire teacher team came with balloons and posters with mm-hmm. her name on it and with masks presented her certificate. And we had seven cars in the driveway and they turned around and left 15 minutes later. And so, you know, these are creative Fun. ways that mm-hmm. my cousin uh, is out in Baltimore, Jason. I don't know, you know, I'm in Tennessee, so I'm, I'm a bluegrass fan now, but he's actually in Baltimore in a bluegrass band. 
and I noticed that he was doing side taking bookings for sidewalk concerts. So they would drive up to your driveway and perform on the sidewalk in front of your house for a private showing. And I thought that was really cool. Just great. Just absolutely great. You know what I mean? And how many businesses will become businesses from people being like, just because COVID's over doesn't mean I'm going to stop doing that. That's right. right. Um, that's it. We used to have drive-in movies. Now we have sidewalk concerts. You know? That's, <laughs> that's it. right. That's that's different right. times, man. You know what it'll do though? Sidewalk concerts gets us back out on the front porch. That's where America was. You know, we had all, every house that's older has a big front porch for right. a reason. Right. You know, so that gets us there. Hey, I'm going to wrap this up, Scott, because we try to keep it at 20 and we're a little bit over. Um, but hey, I do appreciate you. One of the things I want to talk about was the T chart of Benjamin Franklin, which can help you make good decisions. But we're going to pass that on for another time. But one thing that we led to that we want to that we you know, we mentioned that I want to wrap with MP local podcast is you. It's nonprofit local podcast. Now, reason why we do local is you can go back and listen to the other to other podcasts where we talk about that. But this is your platform. Scott and I are trying to create listeners so that what can we do? We can learn from each other. You've got stories, you've got issues, you've got struggles, you've got challenges, you've got wins and successes. Let's get on this platform and share that for 20 minutes so that we all strengthen, we all get good. Think of what we can do legislatively as nonprofits. If we all start speaking the same language, all realize that a lot of our, 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 our challenges, 80% of them are the same. How can we work together to get those better? How can we work more efficiently as a nonprofit so we can do better for our local community. This has been Jason Cash with MP Local Podcast, where we want you to know that you're not alone. And my co-host with me is... Scott Nearman. Appreciate everybody out there listening. Appreciate your ideas. And we want to hear your feedback. We're here for you. That's exactly right. See you guys later.